0: everybody welcome back to another episode of the tech unlocked podcast the podcast where we unlock the latest tech news leaks and rumors and at the same time having a bit of fun and having some cool guests as well i'm one of your hosts benji from beno tech and i'm joined as always by taylor from ta tech and today we also have another special guest uh, joining us for our last episode of the year we have roger from life of tech how are you guys doing
1: yeah doing good thank you very much yeah
0: really good it's been it's been a busy week for all of us we had christmas and hopefully those who are watching or listening uh you you guys enjoyed your christmas um and had a good time and you're ready for the new year because new year new us you know how it is i'm ready i'm ready time to set some goals and stuff like that so today we have quite a few cool things to talk about we have a couple of news stories that we're going to discuss first then we're gonna have some time with our with our guest roger Uh, and of course he's going to comment on like the news and stuff as well with us but um yeah so a little bit different we've switched it from what we would normally do with guests but without any further ado let's let's get into it taylor do you want to take us away with the with the first news story we have for the week Yeah,
2: so uh, iPhone SE3 enters trial production and might cost $270. Um, Here's the thing, and I don't know if you guys agree. I kind of think that price point is weird considering it's basically the same device, except it's going to have 5G. Now, don't you guys think it would cost a little bit more considering it's going to have 5G, or is that just me cuz like i i saw the story and i i even commented with Benji and a few others and i'm just like I, I i don't know
0: well what are your thoughts Roger
1: uh it's i mean it's a good question i really don't know i think apple will still try and do whatever they can to get people to buy their products so i think if there's a chance for them to keep the cost you know at a sensible level i think they'll probably try but i don't know I don't know. So pricing, yeah, I'm just looking at that now. I'm really not sure. It would be quite interesting to see what they do. But I do still think that although Apple like money, of course, and they like to set their prices rather high. (laughs) I have a feeling. For sure. sure. Well, yeah, you know, uh, but no, I have a feeling as it is the SE model that who knows, we could be surprised. I think they'll try and keep pricing for that particular model competitive, you know.
0: Yeah, because I think as of right now, the the current SE is like four hundred dollars starting price, so yeah. if they did like, yeah. they're basically almost halving the price, um, which is, which I think is really good. It's very appealing, and I think it was Ming Chi Kuo or some Apple analyst said that um, this new iPhone SE is gonna like make one billion Android users switch to iPhone. I don't know if that that's an that's a bit of an exaggeration, but if if it really does end up being this price point, um, I mean, even though it's like an old design, it has that old, um, it has the old bezels and Touch ID. I think it's if it comes in at two seventy, I think a lot of people would love this phone, especially since it has five G as well, uh, which a lot of people right. are hyped around for basically no reason because five G doesn't even work most of the time. Um, but <laughs> I'm excited for this. I I hope it happens. I don't know if the price is going to be that low though.
2: Yeah, I don't really... I that that's the only thing with me that like I don't think it's going to be that low. Maybe it's going to be low, but just yeah, I think that's a little too much.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: any any last thoughts about this, guys? Not really, no. uh, but if if, it, if it's if it's below let's let's put it this way. If it's 300 or below, then uh, it's not a handset that I would normally bother with, but if it's three hundred or below, I'll I'll buy one. So you can hold me to that, because I'd like to yeah. I'd like to play around with one. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I mean, it's it, no, it's going to feature some old tech, of course. Like it's not going to be the latest and greatest. It's the iPhone SE. Mm. Uh, but like for for average consumers, like grandmothers or grandfathers, or even like older mm. parents who don't care about having the latest and greatest tech. Um, and they don't care about face id and bezel and everything like this yeah, is a think, great option for them i
1: think there are some situations where face id has been a little bit harder to work with and actually touch id yeah. is actually more suited to you know certain situations so i don't think there's no i think that's quite cool i think that's uh, i think that's quite uh, i don't know it, it does depend on the price but i think it could be quite interesting yeah
0: yeah, because I think as of right now, the price that it's at is quite high for what it is. Mm. So if they did, even yeah. if they lowered it by like $50, I think it would still be a lot more appealing to people. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Th- I Very think, true. I think it's, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I think it's coming out like early next year, early 2022. So we could be yeah, this, this iPhone and because it's just under trial production. So. That means they're they're testing to see if they can do everything the price that it's, it's supposedly going to be. But anyway, moving on to our next uh, piece of news for the week, uh, Apple apparently is preparing to get rid of the SIM card tray. Oh,
1: this could be dodgy.
0: Yeah, no, there was there was a, a rumor probably. that came out. I think it was last week. I think last week they said that they that they it was going to have like the iPhone the 2023 iPhone wasn't gonna have a SIM card tray and then yep. recently yep. they said that the 2022 iPhone isn't going to have a SIM card tray so that's 2020 did I say 2020 I meant 2022 um <laughs> so iPhone 14 iPhone 14 will not have a sim card tray I don't know what you guys think about that because it's kind of crazy I, but you know what? I yeah kinda see where they're going with this
2: no yeah definitely I, I definitely think that this is a good, a good idea. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how different carriers can handle it. Uh, I think that there's a lot of carriers already who do who do this here in the US. So um, you know to see to see this transition I, I think it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean even, even for me, like, trying to switch my SIM card to a new phone, there was one time I actually thought I had dropped the SIM card into the phone. So, yeah. Without the SIM card tray, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> th- th- this would be very welcome for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. because I mean, I think eSIM is already it's not that big of a thing. Like it's been out for, we've had eSIM for a very long time, but a lot of carriers yep. still don't support it. And I think mm-hmm. this is kind of like one of those times where Apple pushes the market, like with the headphone jack, they got rid of the headphone jack and then that pushed the market to to, to make phones without yeah, a headphone I jack into transition. And so I think if they did yeah. remove, like even with like uh, the the plug that's, That usually comes in phones. Apple was the first one to remove it and now everybody's following them. So I think if they did remove the SIM card tray, that would push not only carriers, but other companies to put more emphasis on eSIM. And I mean, if they switch to eSIM, it's not only does it um, make the phone more water resistant, it makes it one step closer to portless, but also work in a way it's kind of saving the environment because if you think about it, SIM cards are made out of plastic And plastic isn't very biodegradable. So if they did switch to eSIM, they'd be like kind of embracing their, oh, we care about the environment type thing a little bit more. I think that's going to be their stance on it. They're like, oh, we care about the environment. We're going to get rid of this. And there's also one less part they need to put in the phone. Roger, what what do you think about. About okay. Them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll tell you my thoughts. First of all, this is complete. I'm not going to change the subject, but let's just, let, let me just touch on the power adapter in the box thing because that obviously, yeah, we get it. Most people already have a power adapter. How about though, right? With the Apple Watch Series Seven, that now has a different connector on the end of the cable, USB C, I believe. I don't have one, but I believe it's yeah, USB-C. it's USB C. But they still don't give you a power adapter. What about if you're one of these people that has lots of lightning? connectors on your adapters but you don't have a USB C where's the plug apple? Come on, that that is a little bit crafty. I think for the people that are buying the latest stuff where they've switched to USB C I do think they should still include a power adapter that. And for a few years, till everyone's got them. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then Remove them from the box. That's what I wanted to say about the power adapter. The rest of the stuff, though, you know, the, the rest of the, the stuff that, that uses the, this, the lightning connectors that we've all had for years and years, that's fine. Remove them from them. Anyway, just wanted to rant a little bit about the power adapter. But with the eSIM, I have a little story, you know, so um, grab some popcorn. And uh, no, I'm joking. It's not going to be that. But I do have something to tell you about that. I do, so, so I'm on in the UK. I'm on the EE network. And Mm -hmm. I had two, earlier this year, I had two iPhones, an iPhone 12 and an iPhone 13, standard models. And in the iPhone 12, I had, I was using eSIM only. So my SIM card was an eSIM. I'd cut the actual SIM card up, thrown it in the bin. It was an eSIM. I wanted to switch to the iPhone 13, but this was the first time I'd ever tried to switch to a new handset with an eSIM, not a physical SIM. And something went horribly wrong, because I followed what I thought were the instructions with EE, and uh, long story short, my eSIM was locked, lost, gone, and I couldn't add it to the new phone. The only way, a re- now this is the thing, this is where I think the, the technology needs to be improved slightly, because the only way to get the eSIM on the new phone, on the iPhone 13, was to phone EE, ask them for a new SIM card, it took about seven days To send me a SIM card? Come on. I mean, that's not Apple's fault. Of course, that's the network. Yeah. Seven days later, I had the SIM card at last. And then finally, I could convert that into an eSIM in the new phone. But in the meantime, the problem was, because I was switching from the 12 to the 13, and I'd lost the eSIM in the process, I had no phone. I had no phone number. I I couldn't use anything. It was a disaster. It was a disaster. So I think the eSIM stuff is fantastic. I do think it's very good. Uh, and I think, as you said, Benji, that the only company probably really that can push the market forward and push everybody into eSIMs is going to be Apple. Yeah. Uh, so I think yeah. probably they're going to do this. I think the, the, the physical SIM card will disappear. I do think that's going to happen. But I also think they need to come up with some kind of better system when there is an issue where it can be fixed quickly. You know? But yeah. I do think it's a good idea. Don't get me wrong. I do think it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, and that was, that yeah. was mean, my story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great story. I mean, I I haven't really tried an eSIM yet. Um like I I recently switched to ID Mobile. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one, Roger, but Oh, I have. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I recently switched to that with my iPhone 13 mini and they don't have eSIMs at all. So it's going to be interesting if Apple does do this to see how many companies are actually going to, because if they want to offer the newest iPhone, they need to have the programs in place for an eSIM. Right. Um, Right. And hopefully they they sort out all of that. Because, I mean, if EE is having issues with the, uh, with eSIM, which is like one of the biggest carriers in the UK, in the then UK, we're in yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah,
1: I reckon <laughs> the, 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 if Apple do this, though, that the, the networks will have no choice. They will have to say, right, well, we have to deal with this now. Maybe they just haven't been in a position where they haven't really had to deal with this yet. But of course, yeah. if that's the way that Apple goes, the networks will be faced with, OK, now we have to deal with this.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it's like it's yeah. same thing with like the headphone jack. But companies were like oh we want to we want to sell headphones to iphone users but they don't want to buy our headphones because they they can't plug it in into their Sweet. phones unless they use an adapter and so a lot of companies then started creating bluetooth headphones and they got better and better and better and today like bluetooth headphones are just the norm and That's a lot right, of people yeah. love them and they're also you can also find a lot that are at really good prices so i'm mm-hmm. honestly excited yeah, to fine. see how this is all going to work out um with with Apple switching completely to eSIM. It's definitely going to be an interesting one.
2: The next thing that we wanted to talk about, and I was talking to Benji about this. This is really weird. Uh, Japanese professor has developed a prototype lickable TV screen that can imitate food flavors. What the heck? (laughs)
0: When I saw this, when I saw this last week, I was like, this needs to be a part of an episode because this is just too, it's just too funny. I mean, it's a, it's a good idea, but there's also (laughs) a lot of like, especially now in a time where we've got COVID and people are a lot more self-conscious about germs and then they make a lickable display and you're like...
1: (laughs) Go on, John, you have a go. Go on, Steve, you have a go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just have, have a lick of this screen. Oh, It'll dear, taste dear. like strawberries. Like... <laughs> Perhaps Very if, strange. if everybody has their
1: own lickable screen, it wouldn't be spad, But you definitely want to be sharing it with, you know, put it in the middle of a shopping mall and there's like thousands of people. Let me have a go. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: imagine like Apple wow. starts implementing this and so people go into the Apple store. You just see people yeah, licking true. iPhones you're like, what are they doing?
2: <laughs> yeah just reading that so. is like
0: yeah i mean i can i can get certain things like let's say there's a, a phone that that like the through the speaker you can smell what's on the other side but then yeah. you've got like licking which is a completely different thing like you've got a lot of other things that you need to to factor in like germs and other right, stuff yeah It's so strange. Like,
1: what's this called? I'm just looking. Actually, at it here. Taste T T T V. Taste the TV. Okay. (laughs)
0: Lickable TVs. Also, who's gonna, who's gonna go? What normal (laughs) person is gonna go up to their TV and lick their screen? Like, (laughs) oh, I'm watching.
1: There's there's a Benji. I can see. There's a picture there actually of uh, of a a lady actually licking the screen. I mean, it just looks weird. You wouldn't do that, would you?
0: (laughs) This thing looks like a shoe as well.
1: What an- yeah, that that oh, is. So- I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you found that because that's. It's funny. It's interesting. It's funny, but uh, I mean, yeah, that's craziness.
0: Yeah, leave it to the <laughs> Japanese to come up with something like this, though.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. it's so. Well, can you imagine? He's, he's like, though. Monday morning, he got got his coffee. He goes to work. He's got a sausage roll in his hand, and he's like, "Right, what we going to do today? I know. Let's invent a lickable display." <laughs> You just uh, wouldn't think of that, uh, would
2: you? You wouldn't do that. No, no, you wouldn't. You really wouldn't. It just when you per- and and this is what I say all the time. Just when you think that you've seen it all, there's a lot more you haven't. Oh, that is true.
1: That is very true.
0: It's so strange. There, there's like a video of the the guy, the the professor that invented this, and his hair is just like, looks like. <laughs> albert einstein oh my god uh, but <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting apparently the the price for like um a commercial version of this will cost 875 dollars to make
2: yeah that's not that that's expensive just to, considering
0: it's to make it's just to make though so they probably sell it for like 1500 or something oh sorry which that's still cost price yeah, yeah. which okay. still isn't too yeah. bad considering it's like a tv or it's supposed to be a tv
1: I wonder what kind of. See, I'd be more interested in like the display itself, the resolution, and you know. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna
0: be like 480p yeah. or something. Yeah. Five inch.
1: Imagine. You can just imagine. But uh, interesting yeah. though.
0: The world is, uh, is going nuts. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> we we need we need some new we need some new innovators. First, we have Elon Musk that wants to build tunnels, and then we've got this. <laughs> anyway moving on like now I, so that's <laughs> what, what like we i said say,
2: when, like i said when when you think you've seen it all you really have it <laughs> this
0: is so true <laughs> anyway so that's that's kind of the news portion of the episode uh, we've had some interesting stuff there's been some other stuff that's happened but it wasn't too big like Apple, Apple released some Jap- Japan-only AirTags and PowerBeats uh, or whatever they're called. Um, not too exciting. They're just like different colors. Um, the AirTags just have a dragon on it or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah so that's, that's kind of it for the news. So now we're going to dedicate a little bit more time to Roger uh, and ask him some questions, get to know a little bit more about him, who he is as a creator, um, and have him share some advice with us and that can hopefully be helpful for you guys who are watching this or listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, so Roger, uh, some of these questions I've asked you before, cause I, you were on my podcast like years ago. It was, um, yeah, I
1: remember that. That was, uh, it was a few years back, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. So, and we've both come quite a long way since then, or True. you, pr- you pr- in terms of YouTube, you've come quite a ways. Um, so how many subscribers do you have now? Is it like ten thousand?
1: I fifteen thousand. Thirteen. I don't know. 13, thirteen. It's not quite, but it's nearly thirteen and a half thousand. I think something like that. Oh, wow. that's
0: yeah. cool. Something like that. yeah, you've grown quite a bit. And your content's always just, uh, just as good as it, it's always been. It's, in yeah. fact, probably oh, well, better. Thank you very much. That's very <laughs> <kind>. <laughs> um, So what, when did you start, YouTube Roger? And why, why did you start? That's the first great, question. Great, great question.
1: I mean, I, you know, I had a few jobs years back where uh, they, at the time, they sort of said, you know, anybody here, can anyone that works here make a video for us? I was like, yeah, I'll give that, I, 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 you know, well, I'll give that a go. I'm, I'm into that kind of thing. So I made a few videos. Uh, I worked for an electronic cigarette company um, and I made some videos about their products. And I've always been in... I've always had some kind of... Oh, years back, Benji, I was like six or something and I was taking my dad's camcorder. You know what I mean? Just like for a long time, I have loved video. I've loved cameras. um, And I don't know. And I love tech. And I've always been surrounded by... Okay, it might not always be... Um, flagship stuff. It might not always be the absolute most expensive product you can buy, but I've always been surrounded by some kind of tech and I've always been interested in it. So, I don't know, after a few years of making videos, I thought it would just make sense to yep. to do something, A start a channel. You know? <clears throat> and that's why. That's why I started. I love tech. I have a lot of fun editing videos, messing around with products. I love it when a company says, you know, I would love to send you this. And I think, yay, you know, I get to play with something new. So... <laughs> That's why. That's why. But I do enjoy the whole process. Um, and it is really nice being part of a community. You know, when you've got others, you've got regular yep. people that watch your stuff. They come back. They, You know what? They don't necessarily, they're not necessarily that interested in the product. They're sometimes they're there just to support you because they like what you do, uh, which is nice, which is really nice. But anyway, that's why. Yeah, sure. That's why I got into it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah it, very it's America. very similar to it's quite similar to like me as well because I've always loved cameras I've always loved video always loved tech as well and so ca- kind of like putting all that together and creating yeah definitely tech YouTube stuff it's it's great
2: that that's kind of similar to me like when I was a kid I was obsessed like um with, with different kinds of uh, home phones and and cell phones and stuff and especially when uh the, the flip phones started coming out those things, like, I remember, like, one of the motor, the first Motorola phones I saw was just, like, wow, this is, you know, out of this world, and I, I was always into that kind of thing, and look at me now, like, you know, now I'm on YouTube, I, I started off by, you know, I, I got my first Apple Watch, and, um, you know, I started watching videos about that, and then I just started watching people's videos and um eventually you know i'm subscribed to got over 20 channels and uh now i'm making my own stuff so it it, it's really awesome you know and and you get to talk talk to you know a lot of different people and meet a lot of different people who like the same thing as you do and it it's a good way to make friends, you know, and I and I can safely say I've made a lot of great friends uh, doing this. So,
1: yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. There are a lot of, uh, I mean, obviously you're not, you can't be friends with everybody. You're not always going to get along perfectly well with everybody. There's always right. going to be, you know, but but definitely, right. it's it's right. nice to have others um, that that like what you like that, that are interested in what you do. Uh, yeah exactly yeah he's cool
2: it it it, it, it's a lot better to talk to somebody that likes the same thing that you do versus somebody that doesn't and just was like you know why are you talking to me about this you know i don't like you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) and i've had a lot of those in my life so (laughs) yeah that's
1: true that is very true (laughs) and you 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 cover because i i'm just trying to think now i mean obviously i know what the type of stuff that benji does and i'm sure you do mobile stuff as like smartphones uh, smartphone or mobile gaming stuff as well. Don't you, you cover that.
2: Yeah, I, I do. Um, I do a lot of Apple related content. Um, mostly Apple related content. I do, uh, you know, venture out once in a while, but it's mostly Apple related stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, so we have another, few questions for you. Uh, so w- what is your creative process like? And how do you go about, you know, getting ideas for videos and stuff?
1: Ooh. Uh, <laughs> well, that does actually need a little bit of work because I'd love to be able to. I, I do need to work on that because I'd like to be able to tell a little bit more of a story. Uh, and I think at the moment, you know, my. The idea behind it is I like things that look nice visually so I will always try with products to uh, create some kind of um, some really nice fancy shots of the products because regardless of the product whether it's a bad product or a good product I still like everything to look as, as good as it can or as nice as it can <laughs> nice and shiny Right? you know um, but no I just I, you know I, I just feel like I want to tell people about whatever the product is that I'm dealing with. I want to tell people what I think about it, you know, and as far as I'm concerned, like a lot of people say that I'm quite positive all the time about products that that I look at, and I am normally very positive. There are obviously negatives. I do mention those, but I feel like if a product is, if something is that bad, then I don't want to spend three or four days working on a video about it. If it's that bad, you know, so I I tend to stick to stuff that I think is, good um, and I will then mention the negatives if there are any, which, of course, there normally are, <laughs> you know, uh, but no, I just take the product. I use it and then I will definitely script. I script everything, because if I don't and I sit in front of the camera without a ca- some kind of script, then I just talk rubbish. You know, I'm looking at the camera and I'm going, um, um, <laughs> um, you know, and that's it's it's a real big mess. So I do, I, you know, yeah, I don't always special with editing yeah with editing it's a it's just a disaster because then you have to sit there and cut all of that stuff out which just takes forever so (laughs) true true i will tell you this i did use before in the past i used to use a teleprompter so i would write some kind of script i'd look you know the teleprompter was sat on front of the, the camera on the front of the lens um but even then i found that that I didn't need that after a couple of years. So now what I actually do is I'll, I will write a very basic script. I'll have it on my phone. And what I'll do is I will memorize the parts where I know that my face will be shown, where I'm looking at the camera, basically. And then the rest of it, I can just hold my phone there and I can just read everything from the screen. And, and then, you know, quickly put the phone down and look at the camera again and read the next bit. So that works out quite well. That does work out quite nicely. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: awesome. I think MKBHD does the exact same
1: yeah, I think someone... even yeah,
0: even yeah. Uh, there's been a couple of people that I've spoken to that do the same thing. Like I've been kind of trying to script my videos a little bit more because I used to just like write a few bullet points and then just like go off and, and talk about things. But then there's a lot like there's a lot more editing I have to do. Uh, but like if I script it, um, I normally go like almost a hundred percent on script. But sometimes I say like a couple of things extra. I don't say uh, certain things um but i've tried like the memorization thing as well uh, it's, uh but whenever i do that it doesn't come out sentence by <laughs> sentence and i've also tried right. a teleprompter right. uh, but then like setting up the teleprompter is just a nightmare i don't i don't know pro- it's just my setup um so i'm yeah, still it's kind not of like easy it's figuring not easy. that out no, yeah teleprompters
1: not. are yeah i mean i you know when i first honestly when i first started my channel I, 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 there was no A-roll that you never saw me. It was all voiceover. Yeah. You know, I think A I remember role. those days. Yeah, you remember those good old days, Benji, you know? But um, I quickly realized that two, two things. <laughs> One, people are never going to be able to connect with you unless they can see who you are. They need to be able to see you and, you know, um, the second thing. I think, is it makes life a hell of a lot easier when you're producing a video. Because if you have no A-roll, that means you need double or triple the amount of B-roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So,
0: It's a struggle. You know,
1: yeah. yeah. But I hope that... Doesn't I know that doesn't really answer... the That doesn't cover, for me, the whole creative process. I know that. Uh, but I hope that kind of, you know, answers the question. But is there anything, like, more specific you want to know about the... Um, I mean,
0: kind of like, like you make a lot of different videos about a lot of different products and I'm sure like you've got <laughs> companies that reach out and send you stuff all the time. Um, but like you receive a product, let's say you receive a phone, how, what is like your, your process in like testing it out and then going and scripting and then recording and editing and things like that. Like, how, I, I, yeah. I hope that's like a little bit more specific.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that makes sense. So, yeah, so if I... The first thing is I do get, you're completely right, obviously a lot of emails from a lot of different companies. And, you know, once you've reviewed something or made a video on something like a projector, for example, it then seems that all of the companies that make projectors, they all send you an email. Hi, Roger, <laughs> we'd love for you to review our projector, blah, blah, blah. But I, I am quite, I am um, quite selective. I'm quite picky because we all know that there are so many different brands for so many different types of product, and you just cannot, it's physically impossible to cover everything. So I do, I'm a bit selective and I'll look at what the products are and I will try and cover products that I think are interesting or products that I think are going to be really good. Uh, I'll get the product, I'll use the product and the next day, the day after I've, I've received the parcel, that company will send me an email, hi, is the video done yet? Is it online yet? Can we see the video yet? <laughs> nope sorry this happens all the time Ah, so so funny how on earth i haven't even had time to turn the bloody thing on let alone record and publish a video (laughs) so you know but the process is i'll get the product i'll use it and i'll use it the way that i would personally use it if i bought that product i will use it you know um however i would and then once i've done that that obviously then makes life a lot easier i can make i can write a script where I just talk about what you get, what's in the box, what it's like to use, what's not good, perhaps what is good, and so on. And then obviously I'll pop a link in the description so that if people do want to go and have a look, they can. Um, and the filming, normally uh, I film the A-roll first now because I, I just want to sit there and talk about the product. You know, I'll do the A-roll and once that's done, I can then think about the B-roll shots, what kind of shots I'll, will work over the top of the and, and it, honestly the b roll is the bit that takes the time sometimes i'll spend 3 days ah right. oh, it's just yeah. nice. wow it's
0: a, it's the same wow. with me as well like sometimes i i try to shoot all the a roll first as well and then it'll take me a few days to get all the b roll shots cuz also like i i'm i procrastinate quite a bit <laughs> which is not <laughs> good i think so we so, all do so sometimes just, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so sometimes i, think... I like I've got the, all the chopped up A-roll in Final Cut Pro, and then I've just got like the. I'm like, oh, I need to go record the B-roll for this video now. And then it just takes me a few days to finally do I it. Don't, and then... I
1: think you saw it, Benji. I think you saw it, but the last video that. Well, okay, not the last one. The one before. A few videos ago, let's put it that way. I did uh, a massive Amazon tech haul. You did see it, I'm sure you did. A tech haul, a tech unboxing. And I, haven't, I don't
0: think I've seen that one yet.
1: OK, maybe you haven't. OK. Well, I'm a little that, behind. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. But, but that video, I have about 14 completely random different tech products from Amazon. They didn't actually, well, actually, they did come from Amazon, but they were all the products that were sent to me by various companies. Because what I've started doing, I've started this new series where I'll do a, a massive tech haul or tech unboxing once a month. Behind me, in fact, you can probably see all them boxes behind me over there. Yeah, But well, that, that is everything that needs to be in the next video. But that last video that I did, there were 14 different products. And here's the problem with that. And that took me a week to make that video. The video is about 20 minutes long. And I unbox all this stuff. But why on earth did it take me a week? Well, I shot the A-Roll. I unboxed the stuff, which is nice. You've got an overhead camera. You've got a camera angle from the side. You've got the A-Roll camera. But the problem is... I wanted to not only, did it, I didn't just want to open the box and go, look at this, this is amazing. Right, <laughs> next product. I wanted to show people what you can do with each product and of course I needed, so with smart cameras, I had to download the app, make an account, set up the camera, test it out, record it, shoot it, b-roll, get some shots of the, ah, oh, and I did this with every single product that I unboxed. So it did take a lot of time. and. I think I went a bit over the top, but now I'm looking at that pile behind me. There's about 35 products behind me. And I'm thinking, Ooh. oh, how, how am I going to do that? You know? <laughs> Three weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Damn. One eternity later.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like that meme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might actually split these products in half. I think I'm gonna one's going to have to be January's episode. And one's going to... I can't do that lot in one video. That's a nightmare. It's going to yeah. have to be... Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But the, I mean, that's... The, a. I was going to say the nice thing about that type of video is there's so many different things. So there was there was like a, a MoMax wireless charger for an iPhone, Apple Watch, uh, AirPods, all in this little portable charger. That was one. of the, Then the next product I looked at was a, was a, a, a security camera or a smart camera. Then the next product I looked at was like a tech backpack. It's just a random loads yeah. of different types. of, t- And I love that. I love the variety. I like all the different stuff, you know, so it's good. And also I
0: think, I think it's a good idea to make a video to include all of them. So that you don't have to like, if like you have 10 companies reach out to you or you reach out to 10 companies, you yeah. don't have to make 10 separate videos. Just make one. Like, here that's you go. Right.
1: That's right. And that's what I say to them now, because every email I used to get from these companies, I used to say, "Nope, sorry, that is not something that I, or sometimes I wouldn't even reply because I'd have so many emails. Now, I'm selective so the products that I think I want to make a dedicated video on that's fine I'll do that but all the other products that I haven't got time or I don't want to make a dedicated video on I'll say to them sorry no however if you still want to send the product I will include it in the next tech unboxing video you know and most of them are happy to still do that which is cool
0: yeah it's it's surprising as well like I got a an email the other day and they're like oh we want to send you this product. And I was like, okay, so if you want me to do a dedicated video, usually when like a company reaches out to me and they want a dedicated video, I would have them sponsor the video as well. Yeah. And these people, they're like, yeah. oh no, yeah, we don't want to sponsor it, but we can still send it to you. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> send it to me and it might make it in a video someday, but you know. yeah, that,
1: that's true. But you still get those emails, don't you? You still get them where they say, so we sent you the product, you received it today or you received it yesterday. Where's the video? I yeah, don't know and why they do that.
0: And sometimes it's really right. annoying. Like there's this one company. Now I think it's also kind of my fault, but they sent me some smart light bulbs a couple of months ago, and I still haven't gotten around to making the video yet because I've had other things to do and other products to review. Um, and they like once a week they keep emailing me. They're like, "Oh, do you have a deadline? No, do you have a an estimated time of when the video is gonna be up?" And I'm like, "What? I'll get to it when I get to it. You sent it to me for free, so." <laughs> it's uh so and, some that, people, and that's not
2: the only thing like some you know, we, we have lives to, you know
0: yeah exactly so. well I don't when you're yeah. trying I to I, I
1: don't have that, really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: when you when you have to like juggle so many different things like I my life has just gone crazy since I've returned from from my mission like I've got oh, two yeah. jobs and I've got a bunch of other like I've got my own business I have YouTube as well so I've just got like so many different things that, that I have to do um a lot Yeah. So, so yeah. So like sometimes creating a video about a certain product takes longer than it would if I didn't have all of these things on, but, um, right. But yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of like, that answers the question that we asked, um, about your creative process, but what, what have you seen, like you've you've been doing YouTube for a few years now, uh, and you've you've tried many different things. Uh, what what are some things that you've seen work with like getting views and things on YouTube?
1: Okay, that's an easy easy one to answer. That's an easy one. So uh, the things that work on YouTube are all the things that I don't do. Let's put it that. way. <laughs> but there is a reason. <laughs> there is a reason. Um, the things that work on YouTube are things that that will get some kind of reaction, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, lots of drama, lots of, oh my God, the new iPhone, this, that, the other. Right, which is fine, that does get reactions, that gets people talking in the comments, people are arguing, people are having fun, people are whatever, that's really cool. Um, But that's not really the direction I wanted to go. So that does work, uh, but that's not what I'm all about. I'm all about having fun with certain products. I like variety. I like trying to make crispy videos where I can, you know, I, that's the kind, that's where I'm at. That's the kind of stuff. So I'm not really in this for as many views as possible and as many subscribers as possible. Don't get me wrong. I love those subscribers. I like it when people come along and you see the count going up and the views are, are cool, but I'm not mentally, every time I make a video, my main goal is not How many subscribers can I get from this? How many views can I get from this? Maybe, maybe that's a mistake. Maybe that should be my goal. But at the moment it is not. (laughs) So, but if I was making content that, that, that would get big reactions from people, of course, that I know would help you grow. But the other thing that I do different to everybody else, uh, and the other thing that I've seen that works is to really, really niche down, not just niche down a little bit, but, really niche down into something very, very particular. And a good example of that is uh, Jeff, El Hefe Reviews.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He does, uh, obviously, uh, earbuds, true wireless earbuds. He does earbuds, basically. And he covers every single possible kind of type of, 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 of earbud you've ever seen or could imagine or anything that comes out, anything that's been out for a while, he's done it. He's got it and he's done it and he covers it, which is really cool. Because if you want to know anything about wireless earbuds, He's your man. He's, he's done it all, you know? Yeah, and, definitely. And because he's, yeah, and because he is so niched down into that, his channel was done extremely well, uh, and people know he's the man to go to for that. People pe- At the moment, people that watch my stuff, sometimes they get a smartphone review, sometimes they get a, a projector. Uh, other days, they'll get some accessories for a smartphone. They don't really know what to expect from me. They don't know what, what's the next video going to be. They don't know what's coming, you know? So um, right. that's that's my issue. But what I'm trying to do to combat that is this tech haul or tech unboxing series. Episode one was published at uh, the beginning. I think it was the beginning of December. Um, I'm trying to make that a monthly thing. And I'm hoping that in a year from now, people are going to say, oh, yeah, it's the last week of the month. That's when Roger does his tech unboxing. So I'm hoping it's going to become a regular thing. And people know to expect that video from me once a month, you know uh but yeah that's it so niche down really focus yeah. like, like a laser beam on a certain type of product uh, or make content that what that will get huge reactions from people uh, and both of those things i don't do and again it's deliberate because i like variety i like having a bit more fun um so yeah sadly i'm not growing as quick i reckon that that if i'd done this a few years ago maybe maybe i'd be at 50 or 60 or 70 by now who knows i don't know but uh, anyway, hopefully that answers that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for sure, and I've seen it as well. Like yeah. when when there are channels that really niche down, there's a lot. It's like you're you're um, I can't remember what the what the <laughs> phrase is, but you you basically have a better chance of reaching more people because the YouTube algorithm sees that oh, there's like a hundred people looking for this one specific thing, so these yes. one hundred people will watch this video. You kind instead of become of, an
1: authority, don't you, in that yeah, particular niche. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because there's a lot of different tech YouTube channels that cover everything from, like, smartphones to computers to iPads to foldable things. And, like, there are some that do really well, but that's, like, and KBHD, But But he's, he's been doing it for, for a very long time, and he's got a well, lot of subscribers. He yeah. can, this is he can create fun. any content he wants at this point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But I, I will also say, Benji, because I had this discussion a lot with people. And I think that if we all of us had started our channels 15 years ago, we would be in a very different position oh, yeah. now. But I honestly believe the reason is 15 years ago, 10 years ago, eight years ago, even there were far less tech channels. So therefore,
2: the yep. viewers yep. had
1: far less choice, you know. Uh, so they would subscribe because let's say there were 10 tech channels on YouTube. Of course, they would get all the subscribers because there wasn't anything else to watch. But now <laughs> there's so much choice. It's very hard to give those people a reason to subscribe to you. Why should they subscribe to you over the other 7 million tech channels? You know, <laughs> it's difficult. now right, Yeah. It's very hard.
0: Exactly. It's a very saturated market. And there's a mm. lot of there's a lot of food on the table, I guess. It's certain, yes. So, um,
1: yes. Sounds good to me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. No.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it is true. It is true. So uh, next, I'm just, so
1: next... just going to say I'm gutted because I remember watching uh, Justine when in her very yeah. early days, thinking, I, I could, I could make some content like that. Why didn't I do it then? You know, I'm gutted. I should, I should have started all that time ago. But there you go. That's the way it goes. We can always look back and say, you know. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, yeah. coulda, whatever the saying is, not <laughs> what it is. But you know what? I mean. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, I I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on foldable phones and stuff?
1: Ah, that's an interesting one. Um, I like them. I like them. I actually had the Samsung. What's the What's their latest one? The Fold Three, I think. The Fold 2 or the yeah. Fold 3, I can't remember. Fold 3, 3. 3, yeah. yeah. I, I had it for... I, I lost oh yeah. track
2: on that one too, so...
1: <laughs> I know, I can't, I'm just trying to think of... Because yeah. there wasn't a huge amount that was different with the 3 over the 2. Yeah, it was the 3. So I had right. it for one day, maybe two days. might be lying. Um, and the problem for me actually was not the phone. The phone was lovely. The display on the inside was really cool. The display on the outside was a bit thin and a bit tall for my liking, but it you know, it worked. Uh, but the yeah. problem was I got scared after reading uh, in Samsung forums about people that had got that phone at the same time as me. And they were saying in the forum about like, three days ago, as I've opened and closed the phone a couple of times, the display on the inside has split or the plastic coating or the very thin <laughs> glass coating has split. And Samsung said, sorry, we're not going to help you with that, even though you have extended free Samsung wow. warranty and all of that, because they said it's... it's uh, uh What's the word? What's the word when you damage user, yourself? User error, user. something like that. Yeah. And I had to pay £500 for a new display. And there wasn't just one person. There were lots and lots and lots. I thought, you know what? For that one reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was Dang. the end of that. So it went back. But apart from that, if I had a bit more faith in Samsung's... Um, customer care you know then i probably would have would have would have kept it but i love the idea of the foldable stuff i think they look cool i didn't like what samsung did with the camera that they tried to hide it under that crappy part of the display with like <laughs> four pixels covering the camera now that looked horrible um you know but i do think that they're very exciting so uh, yeah i don't know if, if sam if if i hadn't have read that i the stuff I'd read in the forum, I would have kept it. It was it was very good. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, this is the thing. I do use iOS. I use iPad OS. I use Mac OS. I like all of that. I also use Windows. I also use Android mm-hmm. stuff. As you know, I review uh, Xiaomi and Poco smartphones and all of that. And it's all cool. I love it all. You know. Um, right. So it's not. I'm not sort of saying, oh, sorry, I, it's not uh, iOS, so I can't use it. It's fine. I'll use both. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing to do with that. It's just that what I read worried me. And honestly, that's the only reason. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you you think foldables are going to be the future? Or or do you think it's going to be like AR or something?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, my son, for Christmas, we we got him the Oculus uh, Quest 2. And I put that on my head and I was like, Oh my God, this is the future. So that's the first experience I've had with VR, proper VR. Um, And wow, that was very, very cool. And I'm not talking about I wasn't playing Beat Saber. I wasn't wasn't doing all that stuff. I was just in a room. I don't know what it was, like some kind of lobby floating around with some other people. But it was very cool. Uh, It was very, very cool. I can see. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's I don't know. A few more years are needed, probably for that technology to evolve. Yeah. That, I think, is where that I think is where things are going to go. But as far as the foldable stuff is concerned, I don't think that's going anywhere. It's very cool. Uh, It's very practical. And I think as long as companies back up the tech, like as long as I don't keep reading in Samsung forums that Samsung are letting people down with stuff like that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, then I think it will really succeed. I think it's very cool. Yeah. So definitely foldables are here to stay. Maybe rollables as well. You know where the screen rolls out? Yeah, that looks yeah. really yeah. cool. Uh, maybe maybe someone's going to do something with that. Who knows? Uh, I, I, it would be nice to see Apple do something foldable or rollable, or I don't know. That would be cool. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely.
0: Uh, I mean, me personally, I'm not like the biggest fan of foldable phones, uh, but I, I'm really excited to see the future with like yeah. VR and AR really being a, a huge, a huge part of 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 like our lives and stuff. Um, I don't know if in the 10 years we won't be walking around with phones anymore and we'll just, I'll be wearing glasses, but definitely <laughs> sometime in the future. I think definitely sometime in the future. That's going to, I
1: gonna did happen. read, and this is the last thing. Cause I, you know, yep. I won't go, go on too much, but I did read a few days ago, maybe yesterday that Apple have just hired the lead guy from, uh, uh Facebook who was dealing with the Oculus quest stuff. Uh, and they've hired him, and so obviously they're they're bringing him on board to work on AR or VR kind of stuff. So you never know; we could see, Ooh. we could see something interesting there. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. Because I think Apple is planning on on releasing some sort of VR AR headset at the end of this next year. Uh, so it's yep. gonna be exciting to yep. see how how that's all gonna work and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on to, to another question that that I I had, I was thinking about how. Fu- Are you like doing YouTube full time now, or is it still kind of a thing that in the of the future you Um, might do?
1: It's not properly full time. Uh, I am. I'm so I'm still. I I do freelance a lot of freelance work. So I do edit video for other people. Uh, I do some website work. I do some voiceover work. A little bit of everything, honestly. Um, I'm trying to get YouTube to become more of a a bigger part of what I do. So if I could you know if i yeah so it's not full time at the moment but i'm trying i'm hoping to go that way maybe maybe next year it can become what i do full time um, and i've always had this problem though you know i'd need to make content faster and push it out faster if that's my full time job because you're not going to survive you're not going to earn enough money if you just push out one video a week or a fortnight you know so i i need no, to spend yeah, less exactly. time right. yeah i got to spend less time working on stuff maybe be a bit less fussy uh, but no, at the moment, in, to answer your question, no, I do. I do some freelance <clears> stuff. <throat> I actually made a, a. Well, Benji, I think you will know the company DPD, the delivery oh, yeah. company. I made an internal training video for their staff to show them how to, uh, you know, how to deliver a parcel from start to finish, basically. <laughs> um, which was cool. I went to wow. uh, to to North London. Yeah, I went to one of their depots. I filmed. Uh, there were a few guys that worked there. They were like shift managers and. Uh, depot managers and things and we just kept they they already had a rough idea of what they wanted so i went there had a chat with them we filmed a load of stuff that day uh and then i spent a few days so i do stuff like that as well you know that's Um, cool interesting full-time full-time soon hopefully
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess that's a little bit similar to to me because i've got my own video production like business company type thing and that's that's kind of what i'm trying to get into like doing some videos for certain companies and things like that so Hopefully in the new year it's all gonna take off a little bit more and I can quit yeah. the other job I have. <laughs> yeah. But,
1: um, I hope it does. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. Taylor, do you wanna Taylor, do you wanna move on with the the last question we have for Raja? For sure,
2: sure. Uh so where did you learn how to create like your super cool videos that you make?
1: <laughs> well, I mean that's
2: fine. <laughs> Honestly, man, I, I'm still trying to learn how to how to make stuff like that. So
1: I don't actually because I mean, people say this to me like, how do you get those shots? And how do you? I don't know is the answer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I just great answer. I, yeah, there's that, that's, that's it. Thank you. See you next week. Uh, no, I don't know is the answer. I just look at. I set a shot up you know, for B-roll and I sometimes will connect it to a really big display like a TV or something. And I'm looking for, yeah, I'm looking for the composition of the shot. I'm looking for the colors. What does it look like? How good does the product look? And sometimes it's ridiculous. Sometimes I will move lights up and down, left and right, forward and backwards until this one shot that's only going to be shown for about five seconds until it looks really good. And I'm like, okay, now (laughs) this is looking good. And then I'll, but that's just five seconds of B-roll. What are you doing with your life, Roger? You know, that's the problem <laughs> I have. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's very kind. People say to me, your content is really nice and this and that. And and I appreciate that. Of course I do, because I do put a lot of time into it and all that. But I don't know. Right. I just I think it's just visually I look at stuff and try to make it look as nice or as good as I can. Um, but I just pick up stuff. like I, I've always watched Mr. Who's the Boss, Aaron. I've always watched his yeah, stuff for years. Yeah. I watch all the big channels like I um and uh, people like uh, Jonathan Morrison. I really like some of his stuff. I've, I've realized that people like that, I can't make the same kind of stuff they do. I don't have robot arms like MKBHD. I don't have red cameras. You know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that I can't yeah, do. No. Um, and I'm also limited where I live because I'm in the forest. And oh, gotcha. <laughs> there is... There's nothing here. There's trees and fields and cows and mud and rain. There's just nothing else here. So sometimes it's really hard, you know, when you're trying to create. I'd love to get out and make some shots by the beach or in a big city and stuff like that. But there's, I literally Steph, have to drive. That's like me. You. Yeah. Oh, you're the same, same yeah. The way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
2: I honestly feel, and maybe, you know, maybe it's just us because that's where we live. We're so used to it. And it's just like, I, I kind of feel like, you know, I'm not interested in where I live. Like, I wish I lived somewhere else and, you know, somewhere better. <laughs> but it's like, to another person, and, and I've learned this, like, you know, ba- basically, like, and I actually read this this morning, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And it's like, so you, you can think you live in a in a crappy place, but... To somebody else you could live in, in you know, a really nice place. That's
1: so true. you know um, you always someone uh, that's 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 gonna be worse off or or, or have, yes. not have what you have. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely yes. right. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely
2: right. So that's why, you know, um I, I would love to go out to you know film outside and, you know, get different shots instead of just being in one uh, one little room like I am now, you know, doing my videos in my streams. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one thing that I would really love to do, um, you know, in this next year and years ahead. So hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll get to do yeah, that that's sometime.
1: That's really good. Yeah, no, and I do get it because, I mean, not everybody knows. Most people do by now, I think, that watch my stuff. But where I'm sat now, where I am, this studio this whole place is dedicated to yes to where i film youtube stuff but also where i do my freelance work now but this is in my back garden this is a building made of wooden pallets so i created all oh, the wow. walls. Yeah, with wooden pallets, then I put insulation in them, then I put plasterboard on the inside, then I ran electricity to it, then I've got a ceiling and walls and a floor, and it's carpeted and it's heated, and it's got, you know, everything now is all set up in here to film and work and all of that. But I did do it on a budget, the whole thing from start to finish. Yeah, it cost about 800 pounds or $800, something like that to do the whole thing. And it took me months. I'm talking about like four months of a every single day. Oh my god! It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life by far because I used to film everything in my living room. You know, I used to film everything inside, mm-hmm. and it yeah. used to drive the kids and my wife. I used to say to them, "Right, everybody needs to leave the room for the next six hours. Please do not come in. Don't speak. Be quiet. <laughs> you know." <laughs> and yeah. it, was d- it was it was a disaster. See, they, they hated. Me. Yeah,
2: yeah. I so I, yeah, I, I you know I still live at home, and like. I try to do everything in the morning because that's when I have my quiet time. Because yeah. if I have, if I do something, like I usually do, I, I, I'm very flexible, you know. So if you're, if I invite you to a stream and you can only do evening, I'll do it. I don't generally like to because that's when my parents are home and that's when, you know, things are, you know, generally noisy upstairs. Yeah. So. Yeah like i try to do everything in the morning but like you can never win you can never win there's always something <laughs> you
1: know very true very true <laughs> it's very very hard no it really is very yeah hard. yeah and uh sorry my phone going off there um that was <laughs> that's weird oh i know why see it's it's i i'm using uh what do you call it now focus uh what do they call it
0: focus mode
1: Focus mode, Focus. And it's do not disturb. But that was a special message that was from my wife, you see. So that one is allowed. <laughs> oh. that, one, that one can bypass do not disturb. So that's what that I was thinking, how have I got a note? You know, how am I hearing this? It's in do not disturb. But anyway, there you go. Um, but yeah, it, it, It's like, it, it, it's absolutely crazy. And Benji, I don't know if you ever saw any of this. I have some uh, photos of this studio that I built. I'll send them to you. I'll send them to both of you so you can have a little look. But this was pathetic. This was a ridiculous project. Everybody said, "Roger, you are mental. Stop doing it. Don't do this. It's a waste of your life." And all of that. They said, "You are no way. You're going to build a. It's going to be a crappy little shed with cobwebs in the corner, and it's going to look awful." (laughs) And I said, "No. I. I got it up here. I said it's all planned out in my brain. I know what I'm going to. And look, and here it is. And so I do. have So everything is filmed in here. Oh, but that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. So." That's what I was going to tell you. So what I tried to do in here, I have three separate areas. So where I'm sat at mm-hmm. the moment, this is the gaming end. So it, it all it's a lot of RGB and it's all set up to look like a proper gaming setup. But then over here, this is where I edit video. And I like this area because it's like a nice looking wooden desk and all of that kind of stuff. But then right. at, the very, at the other end up there, I do kind of use that for storage, but I can also use that for product shots, top down shots and all that sort of stuff at the other end. So I try to set up like three different sections that look slightly different. So when you do shoot B-roll and footage, you can just pick the product up, put it somewhere else. And it looks like you're in a complete, you know, so that's one thing I try yeah. to do uh, to make life a bit easier.
0: Yeah. Wow. What, what cameras awesome. do you have, Roger?
1: I, oh, I have one camera. I have one camera now. Uh, I Ooh. put all my money. This was very silly. I put all of my money into one camera. I'll grab it. I'll show you here. Um, oh blimey! Right here we go. So this is the this is the uh, the S five. Here we go. It's in a it's in a ridiculously big cage. You you can't really see it that well. Um,
2: <laughs> wow! Uh,
1: wow! Yeah, That's really, awesome. This is the Lumix S5, and the problem is, I put all of my money that I could possibly scrape together into this camera, and it was just under two thousand pounds for that camera, and it's full frame. Damn. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's full frame. It records in obviously four K. Does I, I, I'm sure it does sixty fps. Although I don't. Yeah, use I think that it does. Very often. Yeah, I think it does. Lovely camera. It is absolutely packed there's like 27 different types of autofocus there's some ridiculous stuff on that it is ridiculous i don't use half the features everything i use is normally manual you know manual focus mm-hmm. and but it's a nice camera uh so when you i don't the problem is people can see my face really close up and really sharp now and i'm like actually i want to go back to 1080p i don't want <laughs> people to see me that clearly. <laughs> right uh, right I, But I I was just going to tell you, Benji, for for top down shots and stuff like that, and from shots from the side and all that, I still use the iPhone. Shoots, as you know, you can get a nice 4K HDR video. It's good enough. It's good enough for for stuff like top down shots and all of that. It's definitely good enough for that. So, yeah, that's my second camera is the iPhone.
0: (laughs) Cool. Yeah, I recently uh, picked up a Panasonic G7. Um, So, yeah, it's it's actually I'm using it right now. It it looks really good. and of course, and sometimes I use like my iPhone, or I've also got a Galaxy S Ten Plus that I use as a secondary camera if I need one. Um,
1: cool. So, yeah. yeah, it's always good to have. That's the thing, isn't it? You there's no way, like five six years yeah. ago, there's no way you could have used a phone as a, a, a even as your main camera or secondary camera. But as time has gone on, people can they're good enough to you, you can use your phone as your main camera now. You don't have to have. You know, a, a DSLR. You don't oh, really yeah. have to have a separate yeah. camera. So um, I, there's obviously things you can do, like you use a tripod or use a gimbal or something to get help you get better shots. But a phone is, is good enough now, you know. Yeah. Which doesn't yeah, answer definitely. your question, really. It, it doesn't make any sense. Why did I go and get this S5? I should have got like a G8, something like what you've got. What, what do you have, a G7, did you say?
0: G7, yeah. I, th- you I know, think you used
1: to have G7, right? I did, and I was quite happy with it. Why did I? Yeah. I don't know. Are you go- the problem is you go through this, like you keep seeing what other tech YouTubers are using, all this amazing, fancy equipment, and it makes you think I need that. I should have one of them. I- I'm going to. No, I don't think you do need all of that stuff. No, I, I-, I made a mistake buying that. Ca- it's a lovely camera and I love it to bits and it's flipping awesome. But I feel like now maybe I'll sell that, and I could buy like five cameras with the money from that. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you could buy like five,
0: yeah. five G7s, and then you've got <laughs> yeah. all sorts of angles of your face in 4K. I
1: might. Oh <laughs> bloody hell! Right, forget that. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but I might. I might do. You know, I might do something like that. I don't know. I may, I may sell it, and I may be a bit more sensible and get two or three cameras because it's handy to have a spare camera. If at the moment, if something goes wrong with that camera, I'm I'm stuffed. So. You know, oh, yeah. but, but yeah, it's, not, a, cool not
0: camera. Camera. it's a cool
1: camera. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: That's awesome. So we, we've reached about an hour on, on our recording time. So we just wanted to, assuming as it's the end of the year, we're, we're, we're coming up to a new year and it's a, it's going to be a year of new goals, new, new, new uh, initiatives, I guess. Um What is one goal? This is like a question for all of us where we can each answer it. What is one goal that we have for, for 2022 Maybe it could be YouTube related or, or anything else. Um, but yeah, Roger, you can start off.
1: My one goal for 2022 is to make more content. I don't make enough content. That's my goal. More con- To make more videos than I did in 2021. <clears throat> that's my goal.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that that's a great goal. And that's part of mine as well. Um, like I want, I really want to also like streamline and niche down a little bit more, um, and also be more consistent with my content because as of right now, there's like sometimes I'm posting three videos in a week and then there's nothing from me for like two or three weeks. Uh, but I think really like niching down and streamlining and um, simplifying the process as well because I think sometimes I overcomplicate stuff with like the edit and and things like that, and then the videos do just don't perform well they just do 10 out of 10 instead of one out of 10 or <laughs> <And after> you, <laughs> whatever. it's, yeah. it's
1: disheartening when you put a lot of time and effort into it as well oh yeah exactly so, and
0: sometimes the the funny thing is like the videos that you spend the least time on perform the best and the you're ones right. you yep. spend the most time on perform the least and it's like youtube that's not what you're supposed to do <laughs> but it is what it is taylor well, well what about you well what's uh what's a goal you
2: have man uh I think just trying to make my content better than the last you know what I mean like try I've always heard you got to try to make each each one of your videos better than the last video you made and you know I think that's what I'm gonna try to work on um you know I try to
1: and just to, and I'm not trying to, to jump in but I do think you're right but I did put myself under a lot of pressure with that and I was thinking like every time I was making a video I was thinking like this is not majorly better than the last one that i made i'm not happy right that right be. but the thing is as long as you've got it in the back of your mind that you're going to try and improve something just slightly even if it's just slightly that's good enough you know yeah but uh, yeah but you are right exactly all right.
0: i think there's um there's a story about like the, I think it's the British cycling team that went to the Olympics and they, they did absolutely rubbish up until recently. And that's because they, they started improving, but instead of improving like majorly every time, like instead of making like in relation to YouTube, instead of making one video and then making the next video, that's twice, that's two times better or three times better. It's just like by improving 1% every time. So like when you're, when you're creating a video, Say, how can I make this one percent better than the last video? because then, yeah. as you go on, you've got a hundred a hundred videos down the line, you've improved a hundred percent instead of
1: Absolutely.
0: maybe like fifty after like five videos like after like three videos or something like that so it's it's important to to improve and but sometimes improving too quickly is too much, so uh, like improving yeah. slightly by one percent is is always good.
1: yeah, I think as long um, as you've set your goals you know you know that you want to improve and you're trying to improve that's good enough and that's i did that wrong for the first couple of years i was putting myself under mm-hmm. a huge amount of pressure to you know try and double the the, the quality of the video or, or every time and it's impossible to do that you're limited by what you have and the equipment you have and your knowledge and everything else so but yeah 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 improve by one percent if you can yeah, each time no. just just that's what you should do that, that's right benji that's good
0: <laughs> yeah Awesome. Yeah, well, definitely. Roger, is there anything you would like to to tell the audience? Anything you would like to add before we we wrap up? I don't up? think
1: so. I'll just say a big thank you for uh, your time. It's been nice to come and talk to you both, and uh, uh, yeah, okay. and that's 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 pretty much it. There's not much else for me to add, but um, it's nice. To, I haven't done a podcast with anyone for a while, so. Um, I just sit in here on my own, looking at products. Don't talk to anyone much, you know. So it's quite nice to talk to somebody real.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> even though it's through a screen, but uh,
1: yeah, it's true, it's true. It's true. are you wait? Yeah. Are you two actually real, or is this some kind of?
0: No, yeah, internet? we're we're just we're just NPCs, NPCs, <laughs> whatever. Enough. Oh, fair Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, do you have yeah. anything else you, you need to add before before we add, we wrap up for the year? I guess.
2: Now, nah, man, uh, I I just want to again, you know, uh, say thank you for uh, creating this awesome podcast, and I can't wait to see what the the future holds. Uh, not only for the podcast, but for all our channels, you know. And uh, much success to you and to you, Roger. And
1: thank hope you. to
2: thank have you back next year
1: to you. Yeah, I'll come back. I'll enjoy that. If you, uh, you know, anytime you want me back, I'll be there. So that's cool.
0: Sounds awesome. Awesome, man. And for for all those listening or watching, thank you so much for for supporting us up until this point. Uh, 2022 is going to be a big year. We're going to have some pretty awesome guests on um, if things go well. And also make sure to subscribe to all of our channels and everything. We're going to be improving a lot. Uh, All the links will be in the description or the show notes. Uh, You guys can go check it out. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas so that you have a wonderful new year and remember to set goals as well, uh, because it's always good to, to improve and to, to make Seeing as we're, we're coming up to a new year. It's great to, to to have that fresh start. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for watching or listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the tech Unlocked podcast. Um, and we'll catch you guys next week.